Hey y'all, it's Leisha, and welcome to another episode of Car Confessions. I wanted to share with you all that this particular episode does talk about grief and loss. I talk about my mother, um, who has passed on, and memories that I have um, of her. And I wanted to put this in because I know for some of us, this time of year does bring up those memories of people we've lost, loved ones that we miss, and grief that just overwhelms us. And so please take care of yourself. If this episode is something that you can't listen to, I completely understand. Um, In the show notes, though, I do want to stress that there are resources in the show notes if you are in need of help during this time, dealing with depression, grief, loss, anxiety, please reach out to the resources that are in the show notes or If you have a therapist, if you have counselors, if you have family and friends, pastors, whoever that's in your life that can be a resource to you, please, please, please reach out to them. They are there for you. And I encourage you, if you don't have someone, definitely look at the resources, like I said, that are in the show notes. And even if they're friends and family that you have, that you're afraid that, you know, they might not understand definitely just please I I beg of you please reach out to those that can help I am also really having a hard time today I heard about the news um, regarding Stephen Twitch boss and his passing by way of suicide and for those that know me they know I've lost several loved ones to suicide and I was on my way, or I'm actually on my way, to a holiday party, and I didn't want to go, because I just felt like that actual news just sent me into, or took me back to certain places where I remember hearing the news of my loved ones that had passed, and it was just like, I just don't want to be bothered, but I'm pushing myself to go and be with people and enjoy myself tonight. And I encourage you all, please, please continue to reach out, to be a support, to be kind to one another. It's the time for judgment and finger pointing and being accusatory and just negative. Time is up, y'all. We have to love on one another. And sometimes we feel like, you know, things can be so hard and you can't forgive certain people find that forgiveness not only for yourself but for the greater good of everyone because as we continue to share positivity and love and compassion my my feeling is that we can turn things around in this world be kind be kind it doesn't take much because like i said we don't know what people are going through much love to Twitch's family and friends. My deepest condolences to them because I I can't say I know exactly what you're going through because I'm not them, but I understand what that feeling of loss is like because I've been there. I love y'all and thank you for continuing to support this podcast. And if you feel like this particular episode is something that is um, beneficial to someone, please share it with them with love and kindness and know that I am here as a support and I love y'all. Thank you.
guys. Welcome to another episode of Car Confessions. It's Leash. And I am, of course, driving on my way home. Thank goodness. But it's so funny. As the holidays roll around, I always, you know, think about memories of the holidays from when I was a kid and, you know, us preparing for, you know, Christmas and New Year's and all that. And of course, those thoughts always involve my mother. And um, even though I never thought I'd be a person that would find the holiday season to be anxiety provoking or where my grief would bubble up in ways that you know just wouldn't make sense because it's supposed to be such a joyous time of year it's here it's here the grief is here and the anxiety is here and the thoughts of like alicia get it together you know it's been a few years since your mom has passed but i'm home right um and i And I didn't want to think that this was going to happen again this year. I mean, it was 2019 when my mom passed. It was actually in December when my mom passed. And so, you know, it's approaching the day that she did, you know, die. So that's another thing. It's like your body starts doing these things around the time where you're like, what is wrong? Like, why am I feeling so weird? Why am I feeling so off? Like, what the heck is going on, Alicia? And I'm realizing I'm pro- I'm approaching the day that she died. And when I found that my mother was passing, uh, I was told by my siblings on the phone that she only had two weeks to live. And so I went to my employer at the time and I was like, listen, I've got to go. Uh, I, my mom is apparently, you know, at a point where she could pass at any moment. They're giving her two weeks, but who knows? I... Uh, you know, I wish you all well, but I need the time. And of course they were gracious and super supportive and allowed me to, um, leave. There's a man singing. I don't know what he was saying. God bless him. But so I had that time to be with her and it was probably one of the most special times for me to be with her. Uh, I, I've never been afraid of people dying or being, around someone that was actively, you know, was dying, actively dying. But when it's your mom, you would think that you'd be a bit more emotional, right? Or like you just couldn't keep it together. But I was, and maybe it was just because I knew my daughter was around, but I just was not really stoic or anything. I mean, I had moments where I would cry and kind of like lose it, you know, feeling guilty that I wasn't in my hometown, living with her or taking care of her or, you know, having those thoughts and feelings. But I had a peace that I can't explain. Uh, And I think a lot of it was because I did have that opportunity to be with her. Uh, Even up until she died, I was there in the room. I was actually, it was wild. I was helping the aide bathe her um, when she passed. And that was probably one of the most beautiful experiences of my life, was to be there with my mother, cleaning her, bathing her, and, you know, 
seeing her, that's just how New York is with the loudness. It's nothing. It's actually someone's car, the muffler. But being in that moment with her at the end, it was beautiful. And of course, you know, gut-wrenching and I was in shock too because it was like, wow, she's, this is it. Like she's gone. And, you know, my mom wasn't verbal, you know, all the things, right? But to just think about who my mother was, I think that's what we all were holding on to was just who she was. And if you knew my mom, you understand where I'm coming from in this conversation because to know Leona Christian was literally to love her. She was probably one of the funniest people and didn't know that she was funny. Like stuff she would say, you're just like, what? Like what, Leona? Um, but she was also this amazing powerhouse of a woman. She dealt with so many things in her life and some of the things in her life that was handed to her, you would think that there, how is this woman still standing? How is she in her right mind? How is she able to be on earth and able to just function given her circumstances? But she made life beautiful. She made life beautiful. And she definitely made me feel like I could do anything and the world was available to me. All I had to do was access it. There was never a limitation with my mother, with me. When I decided to go to school for acting here in New York City, it wasn't even a thought for her. She's like, of course you're going. We're going to figure it out. And she did. And at that time, my mom was a single mom. My dad had passed. She was a widow. But she figured it out. And for my mom, life was for the taking. And there were no limitations for her. She, when when people talk about, you know, this, you know, limited thinking and, you know, you know, having, you know, boundaries uh, that would, well, not boundaries, but having limitations that would not afford you to have, you know, an amazing life. She, she didn't know, she had no idea in her mind what that meant. She was going to figure out how to get things done the way she wanted to get things done. And sometimes when she would do that, it would drive all of us crazy. And I'm just like, what? What is going on with you? Like, we're telling you no. And she's, and in her mind, she's like, okay, that's great that you told me no. But that doesn't mean it's going to be no for everybody, right? Somebody, and she would find that somebody is going to say yes. Now, was it always to the betterment of things? No, let's be serious. But that was just who she was. She felt like if there was something that could be done, she's going to figure out how to get it done. And I was just so blessed to see her in this way, just to really have no fear in, 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 most things. I mean, obviously she had fear in some things and my mom suffered from, you know, major anxiety, which has, was trickled down to myself and some of my siblings. Can't say all, but I know for some of us, we've talked about it. And I know for myself, 
especially now that I recognize what it is, I'm like, ooh, I, I really struggle with anxiety. <laughs> like, this is, hello. Um, so, yeah, I mean, not, my mother was not perfect. And there were times where I felt like, you know, there were some, some of her ideas were were harming for me. I mean, she didn't agree with me being, you know, a lesbian woman because, of, of course, of her religious beliefs and everything. Um, but despite our differences in that way, she was the best mother a person could ever want or have given, you know, the things that, like I said, that would kind of like where we were butt heads, right? And I mean, no, no one's perfect. And I've realized that too over time, especially now have, being a mom. It's like, there's no manual for this. There's no manual for this shit. You're just out here doing the best you can, you know, in, in the hopes that you're not harming your child. And, you know, there'll be times where you do cause, you know, upset and you make them feel sad or frustrated with you. And that's where you have to then you know, have those conversations and just, you know, apologize and just, you know, have that open communication with your children, basically. But this holiday season, for some reason, is is really hard for me right now, thinking about her and just all of the good times that we had with her and how she made things so special in a way that was actually comical. So my mother was never someone who would prepare for gift giving. Like, and, and I mean this in the way of like, she wouldn't shop ahead of time. And a lot of people don't do this. But my mother would literally wait to the bitter. And when I say the bitter end, I mean the bitter end. She would go to the store Christmas Eve night. Kid you not. Christmas Eve night, my mother is at the store flailing like a maniac and just purchasing whatever she felt was necessary and then would come home to then you know present these gifts and I'm saying them in air quotes to us some of the outfits were not we couldn't fit then she's trying to hold it up to someone you can't wear this I mean it was just insanity but at the same time comical and I didn't expect anything else or less from her because that was what was she that's what she did and you know even though those times would happen and we would just shake our heads I would give anything for her to be at Sears and we know Sears is (laughs) long gone for her to come back with a huge bag from Sears attempting to make us fit in whatever she decided to pick up at the store. Literally just one of the best people on earth. She was so giving, so loving, and she would do whatever she could to help people. Whether that was, you know, going to the nursing home and singing to, you know, people that were in the nursing home providing Bibles. That was another thing. My mom, oh my gosh. She would go and to like the dollar store back home in Indiana. I'm from Evansville, Indiana. She would go to the dollar store and she would buy all these little Bibles from the dollar store <laughs> and put a rose in there. Sometimes she would put like a dollar and then she would hand them out 
to, you know, the old people at the nursing home. Along with that, she would go and sing to them and talk to them and just make them feel special and make them feel loved. And um, I now think about that. It's like, it was just so beautiful. And it was just such a selfless act for actually people that unfortunately in America when we're thinking about older people a lot of us don't revere elderly people in the way that other cultures do and my mother the importance of you know acknowledging and you know upholding the older people that our elders it was so important to her so much so that that's what her career she was a director for um, the senior citizen center, one of the senior citizen centers back home. It was predominantly black. It was actually the black senior citizen home, or not home, the senior citizen center in Evansville. And she played a huge part in the opening of it. Actually, she assisted with the city in providing the um, I can't even think of the word, but she basically was the person they went to to actually seek guidance on how to open it, where, like the location, everything. And when they asked her where would be the best location, she told them she wanted it to be in the inner city, in the projects, because she knew the people that were in that neighborhood. That's where she, she, you know, she lived in that area at one point. And she said, you know, a lot of the older people, they live centrally in this location anyway. And this also will be a place for people in general, just come and have different events and just come together as a community. And that's what we did. It was such a beautiful time in my life. My mother really made our lives so special and beautiful in that way. There were times when she would have... um, Every Halloween, they had a haunted house. And, I mean, it was decked out. And I am terrified. Let me tell you. People that know me, they know I am terrified of Halloween. Anything scary, I am like a mess. And my mother knew that, too. So, she would walk me through (laughs) before, like, when the lights were on so I could see everything. And I knew who was in what, you know corner who was in the coffin sometimes um, I think my brother was also a part of the haunted houses sometimes and you know we just really had such great times my mom and like I said she lived her life as if you know there was no tomorrow she was just like I'm living and I'm doing all the things I want to do now and while I'm able and I for that, I am so blessed to have had a mom who thought in that way, who just wanted to live this life, who didn't have a mindset of scarcity for the most part. Sometimes she would kind of like have that, you know, because I mean, she grew up during the depression, but I'm just blessed.
And even though my heart hurts, I still am just thankful that I had her in my life. And even though, you know, I mean, I'm thankful that she was in my life, but I'm, I'm, I'm even more, I'm just grateful that my daughter had the relationship that she had with my mom. I moved back to Indiana at one point after I had my daughter because when I tell you, I was on the fritz, yikesy, like on the brink of eviction, you know, collecting food stamps, on welfare, everything, you name it, that was Alicia Christian. And I just had my daughter. I wasn't working. Like everything that could happen in terms of demise, in my opinion, it was happening to me. And that was basically God just saying, you need to go home. You need to regroup. You have support there and figure it out. And when I reached out to my mom at that time, I mean, it was it was a no-brainer for her. She's like, yes, you're coming home. I'm going to help you raise this child. And let me tell you, it was not easy being with her with that because my mother, also if you knew her, you, this was one of her faults. I mean, I loved her dearly, but she felt like she knew everything because her, her slogan was, I raised six kids. So because she had six kids, she felt like she was the end-all be-all when it came to motherhood. Yeah. <laughs> But despite that, she was beyond a support for me. She was my anchor, my foundation. I got accepted into nursing school. And for those who have gone through any type of clinicals and have been in something similar, like, you know, nursing school, it consumes your life. And she was there to take my daughter to daycare, to pick her up from daycare. And sometimes she would take her to the senior citizen center because at that time my mom was retired, but she still went to the center um, just to have things to do for herself. And she would take my daughter and they would go and my daughter would hang out with the old people and have a good time. And that was how I grew up kind of as well, but my mom was actually working there. So I loved that my daughter had a taste of what I experienced also in my childhood. Just a really special time for my daughter. And I'm just, just really happy that she had that opportunity. But I hope you all are having, you know, moments of finding ways to process and deal with the holiday season. If you are in a position where things are a little tough, that you have friends and family supports, maybe your therapist, whoever that is there for you. And if you don't seek out people, and I think it's another thing too, we are in a time where community is so important. You know, it's so important for us to have those supports in place. So family, friends, um, even co-workers sometimes can be a, a support. So community is definitely needed um, during times of difficulty and um, and just during good times as well, but definitely during times where you just feel like no one can hear you, no one would understand, and no one could possibly, possibly be going through what I'm going through. So I love you all, and I hope this holiday season is a time for you to reflect on the good things that are happening in your life and realize that the bad things that are happening, it's just a part of the process that we have to go through and not stay in. So it's all just a journey. 
I love you all, and I will see you next week. Bye. for tuning in to this week's car confessions on the Udemy podcast. Please rate and review the show. Subscribe to the podcast if you have not already and share this particular episode with someone you love. I love y'all and keep on keeping on. I love you. I'll talk to y'all later. Bye.